while Onesimus is on the run, he comes into contact with the Apostle Paul. And, and you know if you come in contact with the Apostle Paul, you're going to hear about Jesus. There's no, I mean, it's just going to happen. And that's exactly what happens to Onesimus. He, he hears about Jesus from the Apostle Paul. He realizes that his greatest need for himself, Onesimus, is forgiveness for his sins, not against Philemon, but first against God. And he realizes that he's a sinner and he's in need of this forgiveness from God. And God in his grace extends forgiveness to Onesimus just like he does to those who are about being baptized this morning as he does to each one of us. And so Onesimus becomes, he repents of his sins. He surrenders his life to Jesus, believing it's Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, that he receives this incredible forgiveness. And in that moment of belief, he becomes a disciple of Jesus. And in that moment, he recognizes I'm forgiven of all my wrongs, and the right response out of gratitude to this God who's forgiven me is for me to seek forgiveness from the one that I have wronged. And so he, now he travels back to Philemon, seeking forgiveness from the one person that he's wronged most. And Paul says this in his letter to Philemon, verses 17 and 18. He says to Philemon, if you consider me a partner, a fellow Christian, a brother in Jesus, then welcome Onesimus as you would welcome me. And if he has done anything wrong, Paul says, or owes you anything, charge it to me. And like Onesimus, those who are being baptized today, they were runaways. They maybe even didn't know they were, they were runaways from God, but they were. They were sinners separate from God. And they realized in a moment that they were separated from him because of their sin and they needed the forgiveness of God. And God extended that forgiveness to them, made possible through the death burial, and resurrection of his own son. And here's what's crazy, that God, what God did. God placed the justice that you and I deserve for our sins upon his own son. That's what the cross was for. That's what the cross was for. And like Paul who tells Philemon to charge to him the wrongs of Onesimus, Christ took upon himself our wrongs, past, present, and future, and experienced on our behalf what we deserve for our sins. And when we believe this by faith, we become set free from the chains of sin and guilt, not only in that moment, but past, present, and future. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense, and that's why it's called grace. Because grace doesn't make sense, and yet God gives it to us. And I think it's fitting that we pause in our study of Philemon to actually baptize those who recently have received this forgiveness from God through Jesus Christ. And what you're going to see this morning through the waters of baptism is actually in an, an announcement. And what you're going to hear from those being baptized through the waters of baptism is this. You're going to see them announce that because of Jesus, they've received a new identity. They've received a new identity. Paul wrote in the book of Romans chapter 6, he talks about those who are in Christ have been baptized into Christ. You have a new identity. And that means you're no longer seen as a sinner before God, but you're seen as his child. His child forever. I kind of liken it to my, my wedding ring. My wedding ring doesn't make me married, but it announces that I am married. It announces that. And it announces that I'm no longer single. My identity has changed. I'm married, all right? So I have a new identity, and my wedding band doesn't make me married, but it announces that I am. Baptism doesn't make a person a Christian, but it announces, it declares that this person is a Christian, 
is a follower of Christ. So it receives a new identity. That's what these disciples are declaring today, that they, they're not defined, they're not, their significance doesn't come from what they do or what they did, their past, their present, their future. Their significance was purchased for them at the cross. And now their significance is the love of Christ over them. His grace, that's their significance. They have a new identity. But baptism also announces that these today have received a new relationship with God. Romans 6 talks about how through Christ we're united with God. We're united with Christ. So God is no longer their stranger. God is their father. And they're no longer enemies of God. They're children of God. And sometimes, church, can I just be honest? I think sometimes we just hear those words, that terminology, and it just in one ear, out the other. Because we just, we recognize it, it's so familiar to us. But don't become so familiar with it that you lose its power. You lose its significance that right now, through Jesus Christ, His death on the cross and His resurrection, you sit there forgiven of all your wrongs. A child of God forever because of what Christ has done. That's amazing news. Amazing grace is what that is. And we have a new relationship that right now, this God who maybe was a stranger to you, through Christ, he's your father. You can talk to him. He loves you. He pours out his love on you, lavishes it through his Holy Spirit who lives inside you. Incredible. And these being baptized today say, I've got a new relationship with God. He's not my enemy. He's my father. But baptism also announces a new allegiance, right? A new allegiance. Again, in Romans chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, it talks about now we're dead to sin, but alive to God. To God. We have a new allegiance. And those being baptized today because are saying this, they're announcing, because of what Christ has done for me, I don't obey him out of obligation, but out of gratitude. It's my worship to obey Christ. And so when he tells me what to do, I do it. And when he tells me where to go, I go because of who he is and what he's done for me. It's out of gratitude. And so this morning, as they're baptized, they're saying, I'm in Christ. I've got a new relationship with God. And I pledge my allegiance to him because of who he is and what he's done for me. That's what they're announcing this morning. And here's what's amazing. is This is not only an awesome moment for them as disciples of Jesus to be baptized. It's an awesome moment for us as a church. Because not only do they have a new relationship with God, they have a new relationship with everyone who is a follower of Christ, their family. Their family. So this morning as a church, we're welcoming new family. We're welcoming these into the family. And so I want to challenge this church. I want to encourage you, church, that later today, when you see the ones that are wet, then you go up to them and say, introduce yourself to them, give them a hug and say, welcome. I'm so excited for you that you're a follower of Christ and you made that public today an awesome moment for those who ring baptized, but it's also a moment for us as a church. And like Onesimus, right, those being baptized today, they're announcing, hey, I, I've got a new identity. My significance is because of Christ. I have a new relationship with God because of Christ, and I have a new allegiance to Christ. And maybe you're here this morning, and maybe just recently you've come to believe those truths, but you've never been baptized. You've never been baptized. You're like, you know what? I want to be baptized. I want to declare that publicly. I've come to believe Christ is my Savior and my Lord over the past year, past two years, past five, ten years, but I've never publicly been baptized to declare that. And you want to be baptized today. Here's water. Be baptized. You say, well, I didn't bring my clothes. We got that covered. 
we have clothes, baptism clothes for you in the back. If you would like to be baptized this morning, just get up right where you sit. Someone will meet you in the back. They'll hand you a pair of shorts and t-shirt. You can put those on and then you come forward. We'll baptize you this morning. If you've come recently to believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord and you like those this morning, you can join them in declaring publicly what Christ has done for you. So if you want to be baptized this morning, you didn't want well, to schedule it, and it's okay. Listen, if you're a disciple of Jesus, every disciple of Jesus will want to be baptized. You'll want to. Because you'll want to, out of gratitude, out of worship for Jesus and what he's done for you, I want to let the world know who Jesus is and what he's done for me. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you this morning. You want to be baptized. You didn't come prepared. Hopefully we did the preparation for you, and you can come this morning and be baptized with these also. So we want to jump in, right? Not literally, but we want to jump in, right? We want to hear the stories of faith of those who've come to know Christ. And so I'm going to ask Hallie Roberts to come, right? And she's going to share her story of faith in Jesus this morning as we baptize her. sitting in my sister's room thinking. My mom came in to tuck me in and I asked her, Mom, I want to be a Christian, but how? So she said, all you have to do is pray to God and ask him to be your Lord. So I prayed and said, I want you to come in my heart and wipe away, wipe all my sins away. And so he did. So this is the day that I, that the Lord has made. I am going to trust him and get baptized. I want to be baptized because I want to show everyone I am a true Christ follower. It warmed up. It was chilly this morning in here. It's, it's warmed up, thankfully. Sit on your bum. Put your legs out there. There you go. There you go. Good. Now cross like this, okay? Now plug your nose. Hallie, it's an absolute joy for us to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You come this way. Now we're going to ask her sister. Kirsten to come and share her story. I want to tell you about how I accepted Jesus into my heart. I felt that I was being mean to people, and I did not want to do that anymore. So I asked him into my heart. To help me, I promised him, I prayed to him, and said, Jesus, please come into my heart and help me. I started crying, and I went downstairs and told my mom what I did. She was so happy now. How, now I want to be baptized, Jesus, into, that I accepted Jesus into my heart.
said, I want to be baptized so that the world will know that I accept Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good girl. Cross your arms, right? All right. Kirsten, it's a joy for us to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask uh, Ella Vandermeer to come and share with us this morning. So Ella asked me to read this for her. Every day I felt a tug inside. I knew I needed Jesus. I was mainly listening to Pastor Mark at church preach and listening to the worship songs, and I knew it was about time to be saved. Hmm. One night, my mom was talking to me about my life and how God wanted to save me. I wanted him to forgive my sins, so my mom and I prayed, and I asked Jesus to forgive me and come into my heart. After I prayed that, I felt good and happy. I wanted to get baptized to obey Jesus and show everyone I am a Christian and now I'm going to live my life for Jesus. Amen. All right, have a seat, girl. Sit on your bum there. All right. Very good. Just cross like this and hold your nose, okay? Ella, what a privilege it is for us to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless Can ask Caleb Mack to come. Yeah, there you go. My mom and dad put the first step in order. So that I know Christ and want to obey him. Mom and dad taught me about all the wonderful things he's done. They taught me about how God is really powerful and has high standards, but he's very loving. One thing that I know as a follower of Jesus is that I am a sinner. Sin is rejecting or ignoring God in the world he created, not being or doing what he requires in his law. The law of, the law of God requires that we love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. One way I sin is by arguing with my sisters and thinking of myself more than I think of others. I learned that the consequence of any sin is death. God loves us, but he is also holy. He has to punish us for our sins or he would no longer be holy. Because of Jesus, God has forgiven me for all of my sins I have already done and all... and all of the sins I will still do. I first understood and realized my faith in Jesus Christ on a scary night when all the lights in the house went out. Jesus is my Savior, my Lord, and my salvation. I am excited to follow Jesus and obey his command to be baptized. I want everyone to know that I am a Christian. 
Since the Holy Spirit is with me, I have more confidence in standing up for the right things. I will help my friends who are not believers to learn these things too. I want to thank Pastor Mark and my living community, especially Mr. Brad and Mr. Joy. In fact, Mr. Brad um, today, um, he ran a half marathon um, and then came right over here really fast to watch me be baptized. I also would like to thank my family who came here to out uh, came here to support me this morning. Job, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, he's a little long-winded like his father. It's <laughs> <laughs> great, bud. Proud of you, son. Okay, it's okay. Hold on. All right, all right, Caleb. It's a joy for us to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, bud. You all right? This way. Sorry. I'm telling you. All right, James, come up or I'm going to lose it. All right, let's go. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, grab that and pull that up if you would. If you want, James, I can pull off there for you. There you go. All right. So my mother was a huge part of my life. She was one of the biggest influences, and she always wanted me to get baptized. Uh, for some reason, growing up, I don't know, I guess because she pressured me or kept asking me to get baptized, it kind of felt like once you got baptized, to me as a kid, as a kid or as a teenager, it feels like once you get baptized, life kind of stops. <laughs> like the fun stops. Like you know, like when you're a teenager, you're like, all right, so I have to go to Bible study every day, like <laughs> you do. I can't go out. I have to. I have to go to church every Sunday. Like you, it, that's just how it how it seemed growing up. And then as I got older. something happened. My mom got really sick and she passed away. And I never really got a chance to say goodbye to her because she got so sick she fell into a coma and died. And for a long time I kind of held a grudge against God for that. And that was part of the reason why once I got older I didn't get baptized because I still felt because even with her dying I still felt like Getting baptized was an end. I'm here to tell you that I now know that getting baptized isn't the end. It is the beginning. Hmm. It is where your life truly starts. It is where you start to see the potential that God has put in you to be better, to be a better person. And I just want to live the rest of my life for God and to be the man that he intended for me to be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, man. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to cross your arms here, bud. James, what a privilege it is for us to baptize you in the name of the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord, buddy. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, man. That's why we're here, church. That's why we're here. To see Jesus change lives like that. Only he can do stuff like that. What's amazing, too, is that Christ not only gave us the ordinance of baptism, but he also gave us the table through the bread and the cup where those who know Christ can express their gratitude to him for the sacrifice that he gave for us on the cross. You know, I was thinking about it this week, and baptism, in many ways, it announces, right? It makes this huge, glorious announcement that I'm forgiven because of Christ. And the table, in many ways, if baptism is an announcement, if it announces, then communion really remembers. And Jesus said that, right? Do this in remembrance of me. And if baptism announces that we're forgiven, then communion reminds us of the cost that was involved for us to be forgiven. That it was not free, it's free for us, but it cost Jesus Christ his own life on the cross. And in a moment, we're going to be able to celebrate the bread and the cup this morning. And on Easter Sunday, after we had communion, Jamie Rust came up to me and she shared something beautiful with me that God showed her while we were taking communion. And I haven't spoken to you this morning, but are you still good? All right. So I asked her to share this morning just what she shared with me. And I said, you've got to share this with, with the church because it's, it's beautiful what God showed you as far as taking communion a few weeks ago. Of course, the stand is stuck. Okay. Hi, guys. So I'm sure, like many of you, um, you have taken communion a lot of times throughout your life if you were saved at a young age like I was and every single time it was clean it was pretty at every other church I had my little cup that had my grape juice in it or my cracker whatever the case was but until I came here God showed me something new with a different way that we do it there was one Sunday that I was um, sitting back there and it was taking me a little bit longer to focus in on God and remember what he had done for me um, to the point where I had noticed that almost everybody else had already gotten their supplies. <laughs> and so um, I got up real quick, and I went back to the back, and um, I got all my supplies. But I was like, I'm not ready yet. So I went back to my seat, and um, I sat down. And during that time, something beautiful happened. Um, it might seem silly, but it meant something to me. Um, I saw the grape juice come out of my hands and drop onto my napkin. <laughs> And during that point, I saw the stain. I saw the stain on the napkin, just like the stain there was all over the ground under the cross of Jesus' blood. And it made something new. It made something fresh in my life. And it made me have a more appreciation of what that meant and what I was doing. And not only was it did that happen on the cross that day, but that's exactly what happens when we accept Jesus into our life. The blood falls from Jesus onto our hearts, and it washes us clean. And 
it was just, even though it's a messy process, the crucifixion was a mess, guys. There was blood everywhere. <laughs> and that's the way it is with our hearts. Like he, I imagine it more of like a pressure washer than droplets, but it's beautiful because of Jesus. And so I just challenge you guys today when you go to get your supplies to take your time, take a second, remember and reflect on what we're actually doing. The blood is coming from the broken body and it's coming over us. And the way we do it here at Living Church, if you're new to us, is um, I'm going to read a scripture, I'm going to pray, and then we have a table up front and a table at the back, and we just want you to take a moment after prayer to just, like Jamie said, just examine your heart. Take that time to confess sin before Christ. Take that time to just say thank you to Jesus for all He is and all He's done for us. And then if you're a follower of Christ, we want to encourage you to participate in the table. Just make your way to one of the tables after prayer. Take the the bread, dip it in the juice, and eat. And then come back grateful for who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Because it really was his body on the cross that was broken. It was his blood that was poured out through which we receive the forgiveness of sins. And so this morning, how beautiful that we get to, through baptism, announce forgiveness. And through the table, be reminded of how that forgiveness was purchased for us. And Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence with us this morning. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for those this morning that have announced the transformation that you have provided for them on the inside through Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for the blood on the cross through which we receive the forgiveness of sins. And now, Father, as we take the bread and we take the cup, may we take it with a heart of worship, a heart of gratitude, for through which we've received this forever forgiveness, this new identity, this new relationship, and now we pledge again our allegiance to you. Father, for the grace that you've given to us. And it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Today we had the opportunity to witness five people humble themselves before God in obedience to Christ and professing their faith publicly through the ordinance of baptism. Just as baptism symbolizes our identity in Christ through his death, burial, and resurrection, it also represents our call to proclaim his resurrection power to all of those who are within our sphere of influence. So if you guys would please stand, I'd like to pray over you, and then the band is going to finish us off. Dear Heavenly Father, if any of us claim ourselves to be in Christ, we know that we are a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. And so, Lord, I just pray that you empower us through your Holy Spirit to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.